Good morning. I apologize for the lack of sound. And I'm going to repeat. I'm talking about 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. It's a story of a woman, a wealthy woman, who uh, in this story noticed that the prophet Elisha passed by every morning in front of her house. In her spirit, she perceived that he was a man of God. It's on chapter 4, verse 8. And so, she perceived that he was a man of God. And so she said to her husband, Let us build a room for him on top of the wall. And uh, let's do that to bless him and anoint him abundantly. And of course, they built the place. And there was a bed, a table, a stool, a candlestick. It looks to me like a beautiful, comfortable place. For, for and so when Elisha passed by, he, she constrained him, insisted that she would come in and eat a piece of bread from her kitchen. I wish I, I was close to, to do that the same. And it fell on that day that he came closer and turned into the chamber and lay there. So he came by one day and, and, and she invited him, Elisha, and so he just went upstairs and, sat and lay in bed. Now he had a bed. He had a table, he had a stool, he had a candlestick. Candlestick, you put a candle there and lit it up, and you can see at night, and uh, just a, a very comfortable place and a very nice place. So as the prophet came by, he, he stayed there and rested. Many, many years ago, this happened to me. It's a place in Marietta, Georgia where I stayed in the house of this great man of God uh, that uh, has a large insurance company. And I stayed there several times. And as I came to Mount Bethel uh, to help with the ministry there, I was invited by a man that lived uh, close to the church to stay there. And I stayed there for several times. It was the most comfortable thing I ever been in. Uh, everything is a button, and there's hot water, and and uh, just amazing place. I never forget. Now, a relationship has been established. The blessing that this woman is about to have is greater than uh, uh, that you can imagine. In other words, if you imagine a a buck bucket of water on a crystal plate of glass crystal crystal glass and you fill it with water and then you drop a drop of, uh, of ink red ink it will contaminate the whole water and that drop will make the water not to be as crystal clear as can be and that's the blessing of God the blessing of God when it drops upon your life, does more things than you're willing to, to recognize or see. It blesses the future, it blesses the past, it blesses uh, your health, it blesses your finances, it blesses everything. Everything begins to change. So the blessing of God blesses you even when you do not understand 
and you can't realize what's happening. There's more that God does with Jesus in your life than you're able to understand. A lot, of more, a lot more. All kinds of blessings. So, Elijah, at this particular time, had a servant called Gehazi. We don't know if this comes in after uh, 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 Gehazi's experience with Elijah, but it has to be the same person that helped Elijah. So now Gehazi is again here on the picture, perhaps uh, because he was healed and forgiven, so and so. And so he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. So in other words, if the prophet called this woman, and he said, and, and he said unto him, Say now unto her, You have carefully, careful, you have been careful for us with all your care. What is to be done for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? In other words, what do you need? I'm here to help you. I'm here to I sense that you need some help. You've been kind to me to give me a bread and a bed and a table. Is there anything I can do for you? Would you be spoken for the king or the captain or the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. I don't know anybody up there. I am a, a wealthy woman, but I, I deal with the people that eat with me and sit on my table and my friends. I'm just a, a, a earthly person. And he said, what then is to be done for, for her? And Gehazi answered, verily she has, she has no child. And her husband is old. Now that's the opinion of Gehazi. She has no child, and her husband is old. You know, to be old, sometimes it's taken for granted. It's almost offensive. You know, I told a lady at the airport, as she checked me in for a flight somewhere, and I told her, I'm 80. She said, oh, no, don't you lie to me. And, I, and I'm just getting, uh, why do I have to explain everybody that I'm 80 years old? You know, it's almost offensive. And because I'm 80, I can't have a child, I can't marry, I can't do nothing. See, see you got me mad again, I'm gone already. Because, uh, because if the Lord gives you a wife, I still can have a child. It'll be, I'll be 110 before he finishes college, but uh, <laughs> that's, all right. that's okay. All right. Verily she has no child, her husband is old. If the woman will suggest nothing herself, then Gehazi suggests something. He just got in there and suggested. Now, when you speak to a prophet like Elisha, a suggestion is information. The prophetic moves through information. But I love when God shows the prophet what the need is in somebody else without being told what somebody saw. And so I don't quite appreciate Gehazi here uh, altogether because he's a big mouth uh, guy who, who was leper and God had mercy on him. Now, and so, and he called her. So Elijah, Elisha called this woman. And when he had called her, she stood in the, in the door. In other words, uh, the King James is kind of interesting. It, it, it speaks as if as you talk, it's being done. He called her, and she came to the prophet. And he said, about this season. Now, this is now a 
prophecy. The man of God is about to say something that is going to happen. And that happens all the time. It is, it is the gift of the prophetic to say something that actually happens. Listen to this. And he said, about this season, according to the time of my life, you shall embrace a son. And she said, oh no, my Lord, you, you men of God, do not lie unto you handmade. In other words, don't, don't do that. Don't say that, sir. Please think about it. Uh, I have a husband who is 90 years old, 80 years old, just like Rick. <laughs> and, and there's no way for you to have a child. Now, like Sarah of old, the woman was incredulous. She could not believe the good tidings and thought the prophet was only about raising hopes to disappoint her them, disappoint them. But she would find out that the Lord never deceives anyone. He says something, it's already done. Now, I want to prophesy something. I want 75 people on the Christmas dinner, December the 7th. I prophesy the Lord will send more than that in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, let me go back to verse 17. Now, verse 17, the miracle occurred. God touched the old man, and she conceived. In other words, being conceived here was fast. So it's got to be done by the Lord. The Lord did that. And she conceived and bore a son uh, at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Meaning, when the time came and the moment came, there was God, uh, the old man became active. And a child, and she conceived. The great woman, Shunammite, conceived a child. What a miracle. What an unbelievable blessing. Now, I've been telling you that the, the blessing of God, when it is come to your life, it affects everything that you do. And most people don't realize this. They think that's because they, 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 something happened to them uh, that was good. It, that's all. But as you begin to realize is that everything in your life, when God does a miracle, He has all kinds of things that He is going to do that you don't see, you don't understand. And that is why the, the woman didn't quite believe the prophet. Because what happens then is overwhelming. Overwhelming. So let's take a look. When the child was grown, maybe a 12-year-old child, it fell on a day that he, he went out to his father, to the reapers, went to the field to, to reap the harvest. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. He had a headache. And they carried the boy to his mother to take care of him. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. Evidently, of a stroke, something that is in the mind, and she went up and laid on, on, on the bed of the men of God and shut the door upon him and went out. So she, he went up 
She went up into the prophet's room, put the boy in Elisha's bed, closed the door, and ran downstairs. And the idea here is that she's up now to see the prophet. You see, a mother could do several things. I told you that she could simply be mourning. She began to cry. She she began to wail, calling the neighbors. She had a large house with service and servants. uh, But she did something that describes who she is. She run. It says this, And she called upon her husband and said, Send me, I pray, one of your young men and one of the, of the asses, one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and come, and come again. In other words, would you please send me a young man to go with me and bring a donkey? i got to go. And he said, Wherefore will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath, now, if you know, if you noticed what the what the what the what the husband said begins to describe what he believed and what he actually was as a person. She wanted to go to the prophet, and he is saying this: a new moon is a is a ritual of of, of, of witchcraft. It's a ritual of unbelief. It is uh, worshiping the moon, the stars. And so, he said, not a, not a new moon or the Sabbath, which is the Jewish Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. Now, I don't have the, the King James with me, or the, the NIV, but what he said was, everything is going to be okay. It's a, it's a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. And she said, it shall be well. What, what do you what is your say? The modern English translation says, she said, it will be all right. It will be all right. Now, there's something about this woman that impressed me. Because first she recognized the man that passed by was a man of God. You can't do that until you have <coughs> any you. The presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God. As, as the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament did wonderful things in the life of the prophets. In this woman's life, it's already operating in a powerful way. The recognition of the presence of God, it is the beginning of understanding. It's when you, when you are going to be discipled, you need to know what's in front of you and what the problem is. Because the problem the Holy Spirit reveals the problem, reveals the situation without you even understanding yourself. Remember, I told you that a bucket of water with a little drop of red ink will affect the whole bucket of water. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. is it comes into your life and you recognize the presence of God, there's a woman at Mount Bethel Church in Atlanta that every time she see me, she hugged me. As the only person that hugged me in that church is this woman. And said, the Lord bless you, my brother. The Lord bless you, my brother. The Lord bless you, my brother. And, of course, she realizes and she recognizes that there's a presence in my life, which is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I hope you have the same. 
And so she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Drive, go forward, slack not your riding for me, except I bid you. In other words, don't talk to anybody. Move as fast as you possibly can. I'm on this donkey and I can go at 80 miles and I'll do it. So she went and came unto the men of God to Mount Carmel. Now notice that Mount Carmel is far away. I mean, from the Lake of Galilee, it's about uh, 15, 20 miles, maybe more. I, I, I could be wrong, but it's not close. It's a far away. I don't know how far it was, but it's far. Evidently, the father did not know the child had died. The wife was telling him shows that she believed the child would be raised from the dead. There's a, a level of faith in this woman that is greater than her husband. And so, she went up and came unto the men of God at Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the men of God saw her afar off, that she, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, Yonder is the Shunammite. Yonder, right there is the Shunammite. I can see that. That's the Shunammite right there. Now, I want you to pay attention because I told you in, in the beginning of this Bible study that the blessings of God, of, 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 unfor, of forgiveness, of redemption, of healing, affects your whole life. If you have a problem with unforgiveness, bitterness, acridity, acidity, wormwood, gall, and poison, it's going to affect your sleep, your health, is going to affect your finances. Is going to affect everything about you. Your car, your gas prices, your hospital bills, everything. But when you have in you total forgiveness and repentance of your sin before God, and you forgive those who are involved with you, everything began to change. And so the reason the the prophet saw the Shunammite woman coming to him. He is in Mount Carmel. When he saw it was the Shunammite, he said, Here's the Shunammite woman. It's because the favor of God in her life ignited the spirit of Elisha. In other words, you are the recipient of the Holy Spirit of God. When you begin to walk in the midst where there's people, the Holy Spirit of God will tell you, who do you talk to? Who do you say good morning? And who are you going to begin to talk and discuss the things of God? In other words, Elisha was propped by the Holy Spirit to say, There's the woman. There's the Shunammite woman. I recognize her not in day. I know there's something going on. Let's take a look at, the, at, the, at verse 26. Beyond, behold, yonder is a Shunammite. Run now, I pray you, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with you? It is well with your husband? It is well with your child? And she answered, It is well. Now, every time this woman says something, she is moving further into to belief, into faith, into blessings. Every time. In this passage scripture, I've seen two or three times already where she responds believing that which is almost the impossible. I know she had a problem in realizing that she would have a son 
and, and she and, and she quite didn't believe it, but you're talking about <laughs> the odds against her are greater. The husband is old, she is old. How are we going to deal with this child? So look at uh, look look at verse 26. Run now. In other words, Gehazi, run over there and ask these questions. What are the questions? The questions were this. It is well with your husband. It is well with you. Are you doing okay? How about your husband? Is he doing okay? And then she said, uh, What verse am I in? 26. 26. It is well with you, with your husband. It is well with your child. And she answered, It is well. Well, it's not well. But in her mind is well. As she approached the prophet, it's all already done. So you probably say, Rick, how can she say something like that? She left a dead son in the prophet's bed over there in her house, and, and she is saying everything is well. It's because when there's faith and believing within your heart, you always speak faith. You believe in faith. You know, we have a Christmas dinner. And I've been asking the Lord to send the people here, even though we're so late and doing the work to get people here. And I, and I keep on praying and believing. Thank you, Lord, for 75. Thank you, Lord, for 75. Thank you, Lord, for 75. And people have to come from far away to be with us. Okay, now. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, meaning that Elisha, and Mount Carmel is way up there. It's not on top of Mount Carmel, which takes seven days to climb. That's what it took Jesus with Peter, James, and John to climb. But he's up there, way up there, baby. Above, above everything else, looking to the whole little city. I passed by Mount Carmel, base of Mount Carmel. And there's a city there. I don't know the name of the city. But as the bus passed by, I looked that at the edge, at the bottom of that mountain, there's all little places to live. Little white little structures. Small little houses that people just love to be high to see. And so, it says, when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. You know, I don't, uh, I don't uh, read that in any translation, but it must be something. How do you what do you, what do you have in there in this verse, uh, Andy? Verse she caught yes. Yeah. Then the boy's mother said, "As the Lord lives, and as you no, no, no. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill. When she came to the man of God at the mountain, she grabbed his feet. Okay, she grabbed his feet. Now you see, everything is well. Everything is well. But when you come in the presence of God, you bow down to the floor. Now that's the way God does miracles. When you know that you know that you know that God is able, you come to His feet. And so the woman just grabbed His feet. Grabbed His feet. Nowhere in the Bible you see this. You know, uh, Jairus bowed down before Jesus. He didn't grab his feet. Now, the woman that uh, washed his feet in Jerusalem, 
with oil, with, uh, with the alabaster oil. Uh, she just anoints his feet. She didn't grab the feet. But this woman grabbed. Grab is a verse, it is a, 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 a Greek word that symbolizes she held it fast enough as she fell on top of it and grabbed it. I don't know how the prophet felt. I was in Peru this last year and ministering there and suddenly somebody wanted to wash my feet. We're washing people's feet all over the place. And when she began to, and when this person annoyed, uh, uh, grabbed my feet, it grabbed it. And she wouldn't let it go. And she kept on grabbing and keep on anointing her with oil and grabbing and all. And I knew that this woman had a serious problem. It was a superintendent's wife, and Jennifer Bauman had a had prayer with her in the back room where she yelled and screamed for an hour and for the healing of the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget that. Now look at uh it is well. Elijah suspected something was wrong. Only faith could answer. It is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught his feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. In other words, Gehazi came and said, Don't do don't, don't touch him. Don't do this. And the man of God said, Let her alone. I love this verse. I love the way a man of God deals with needy people. Don't approach. Let him alone. I was at a church in Athens many years ago. I'd say, I'd say 30 years ago. And I'm preaching Sunday morning service. And the door opened in the back. And a man came in with a, with a piece of a suit. Uh, light blue with a tie hanging on the side. But the, the suit was all dirty. Just dirty, like he's been on the floor most of his day. And as he came to the middle aisle, stumbling and drunk, the usher of the church came in and told me they were going to take him downstairs to give him coffee. I said, not really. Bring him here. And, and God delivered that man in front of the congregation. Now, today, I know his name is on my lips right now. But I want you to know that that man was completely healed. Why do I know that? It's because every time he moves and buys another house, he sends a correction letter. And every month, every single month, he sends $100. It's been close to 30 years that he's been giving that $100. I won't forget him as long as I live. Why does he give the $100? To remind how grateful he is to God for healing him. And so the same thing with this prophet, with, with, with Gehazi. Gehazi came near and said, Don't touch him. And the man of God said, Let her alone. Please, ushers, don't touch this man. Leave him alone. That's what I said. For her soul is vexed within her. Meaning that the great prophet realizes that this woman is in horrible pain, agonizing pain. Pain that only a mother holding a dead boy can express. And uh, for her soul is vexed within her. 
and the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. There's something in horrible pain and the Lord is not telling me. There's something in horrible pain. Why would the Lord do that to this woman? Why not tell the prophet? It's an interesting question. He knew something was wrong, but he didn't know exactly what was. Gehazi, who represents religion, trust her away. Religion must. But Elijah, who represents grace, says, let her alone. Let her alone. Let God do the work. And she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to, then he said to Gehazi, Gird up your loins, take my staff in your hands, and go your way. And if you meet any man, salute him not. But if, you, if, if any salute you, answer him not. Meaning, let my staff upon the face of the child. And of course, the, master, the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives, as the soul, my soul lives, I will not leave you. The same feeling Elisha had toward Elijah. I can't leave you. You send your staff through Gehazi to do that, but I, 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 I can't. There's something in me that tells I'm going to stay with you. I'll see you tomorrow as we continue with this story because I want you to know exactly what happened to the great prophet Elisha. Amen. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. You see what happened? Please stand by. So Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, The child is not awake. What purpose he had ahead in mind regarding the staff upon the child? Not told. We don't know. Pastor could say that he represents ceremony, which means that the dead staff, the dead staff laid upon the dead face cannot give life. Religion cannot give life. I have a staff. No, it's, it's, it's in the room downstairs. It was given to me by a bunch of men Please that came from Louisiana. We'll be streaming live soon. It's been close to 10 years. They came, they stayed at a hotel. They took me, they took me, not over here, but this wasn't here. It wasn't an office. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 